the way that I hear you speak about your wife yeah. as it relates to your business, mm-hmm. it's never, I am doing this in my business. I am going to the next level. I am looking to build. It's always we, we, yeah. we. Welcome to another episode of Full Transparency with Donnie Wiggins, where I give you a fly on the wall perspective of entrepreneurship and the entrepreneurs who are behind them doing the entrepreneuring. And every single week, I bring you an episode where we dive deep into entrepreneurship, either with me and you together taking some actionable steps, or I get to sit on the sofa with one of my successful friends. And that's exactly what we're doing today, y'all. Um, when I heard this man pull up, he was outside at the door. I heard him. I said, who's at the door? My assistant was like, That's him. And I told everybody else in the room, like, get excited about this. Like, (laughs) I actually look up to this person um, almost as a distant mentor. I don't Hmm. think you even knew that. But I look up to this person as a distant mentor. He's certainly a friend. He's like family. And he's in high demand. So I am happy that the Jeremy, the Anderson, <laughs> is sitting on this sofa with me today. What's up, Jeremy? What it do, sis? How you feeling? I am so excited to see you. Yes, man. Excited to see you, too. Proud of you, too. I yeah. see all the growth and elevation. I love it. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. And this isn't just for the camera. Right. I truly am excited. I know how high in demand you are. Mm-hmm. You are always somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, you're always on the stage speaking somewhere. I talked to Ebony, your assistant. Your calendar is like this, 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 this. So for you to make time to be here with me today means a tremendous Absolutely. amount. But you know, I value relationships mm-hmm. and friendships. And I view you as a sister and a friend. Yeah. And, uh, and I'm about to go into a sabbatical season. Mm. So the next three months, I'm about to just like... Take it super easy so I can really replenish. Wow. But when I this opportunity came, I said, man, I got to pull up a sis. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So for those of you who are uh, being introduced to Jeremy for the very first time, he is a world-renowned speaker, one of the most incredible speakers um, that I have ever had an opportunity to witness in person, like mm-hmm. in real life. Mm-hmm. You know how there are some people who um, you see them do great things. For example, uh, some of my favorites are like Jim Rohn, mm-hmm. Les Brown, mm-hmm. um, Reverend Ike. Mm-hmm. You see these people who are speaking on stages and you're like, wow, they're larger than life. They're incredible. They can speak like this and it's impactful. And then they can speak like this <laughs> and it's impactful. <laughs> But you only get to experience them from a distance. Mm. I have got I've had the pleasure of experiencing you front row. Mm-hmm. I've had the opportunity to see you and your impact and see the way that you translate your 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 um your your passion about a topic right. into the words. And and then I've had the opportunity to scan a room and see how it's impacting the people. Mm. Like, how did you become such an amazing speaker? It's funny. I struggled a lot in school. I had a lot of failure in life. Mm-hmm. And what they thought was wrong with me is actually what was right with me. <laughs> I've always been communicating. I've always been talking. I've always been getting in trouble. But now I get paid for it. Mm-hmm. Right? And so back in the day, my wife still thinks I, I turned Hulk and have a temper. But I'm like, I ain't broke no glass. I ain't threw nothing in like 14 years. I've been made new. Like, I'm a new creature. Right? But there was a time when I had a real bad edge. and I, But I was very passionate. Yeah. And so now I put that passion, you know what I'm saying, into a positive space. Right? Mm-hmm. But there was a time when I really had that 
like that thing, like that dog, that aggression, that temper. Mm-hmm. But now I've grown and matured. So now when I take the stage and I'm really passionate about something, I'm just being me. Like, mm-hmm. I don't try to be like anybody else. Like, I'm just naturally funny, goofy, passionate, very serious, very determined. Mm-hmm. And so when I step on stage, I just come with my authentic self. Like, people want that. Yeah. They don't want me to be nobody else. Like, they book me for me and my passion. And that's what I bring when I speak. Mm. Yep. Can we go back to Jeremy Anderson right at that transitional moment? So mm. you say you were this guy that had like a lot of, did you use the word rage? Yeah, rage, anger, aggression. Yeah, I was a different person. Yeah. So you are that person. Um, I want to know two things. Number one, what was your experience like that made you such an angry, enraged person? You know, growing up without my biological father, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, Moving around a lot when I was young, from Texas to Atlanta to New Jersey, three different cities each year in New Jersey, then Alabama. Like, we moved around a lot. I just wanted to be accepted. And when I felt shunned or I felt played, there was that aggression. There was that temper. Mm. And then you mix that with adulthood, and now I'm trapping. I'm moving work, selling weed by the pound, running nightclubs. Like, I'm in a much different lifestyle. And so there was that natural edge Mm -hmm. about me, you know what I'm saying, where I felt like people got to fear me to respect me. So I was just on some... Some dodo stuff, you know what I'm saying? But as as God changed my heart yeah. and I became a new creature, mm-hmm. I'm, you know, so I'm much more poised now. Yeah. But I still got that passion inside me. I just channel it in a positive way. So for me, I lost everything. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Within one week, my, my dope connect got caught up with the feds. Our nightclub got shut down. Like, I literally lost everything. Mm-hmm. And I feel like God was like, okay, I took a wrong trip. Long story short, my grandma got me on the phone, loved on me. And she was like, baby, God can still use you. And I'm like, grandma, I done, I done pulled some kick doors. I done kidnapped some folk. Like, I've been on some crazy gangster stuff. God don't use you. Yeah, we can't tell the story. But God done use me. You know what I'm saying? Somebody had took from me. And long story short, I surrendered. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And she was like, yo, God can make you new again. Like, don't be so conceited in your sin and your mess. Like, God can still use you. And I was just like, after all of this, long story short, Danny, I got baptized 14 years ago, changed my life, worked on my character, humbled myself, got mentors, mm-hmm. got active in my local church, started giving back, started serving. And people started saying, yo, can you come here and share your story? Little churches, little schools here or there. And I began to do it. For about, okay, 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 okay. okay, okay. (laughs) Because we know that there are a lot of people, um, we hear success stories all the time, and they usually have a very humble beginning story. Mm -hmm. Uh, Something that was heavily related to a broken parent household, Mm -hmm. or some type of trauma that occurred, or some type of street life. Right. And there's somebody who's watching this, and they're thinking like, man, I really want to be an entrepreneur, but I'm embarrassed of my past. I really want to be an entrepreneur, but... Um, people will judge me because if they Google me in my criminal background history, these things are going to come up. Your grandmother made a call to you and said, God can still use you. Yeah. It doesn't just go from that straight to, I have all of the confidence in the world to start sharing my story. Mm-hmm. If you can recall like that first time you stepped on a stage or in a room, like what was that first one? <laughs> for so, sure. for sure. And so you're right. There is that guilt. There mm-hmm. is that embarrassment. And I'll never forget the first time a church had me come and speak. Mm-hmm. I wore a suit mm-hmm. and a tie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that ain't me. But I was just like, if y'all would just accept me. Mm-hmm. That was the energy I had. I was trying to be on some acceptance. And God, after some time, freed me from that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I would have my suit on and because I wanted to look like I fit in even yeah. though I was just like you know what I'm saying like I was a month ago I was moving work like I was on some other stuff right. and so I had to go through that 
phase where I was like, you know what, I am good enough. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And if somebody don't work with me, because if they crippled by my past, that's their problem. Mm-hmm. But then I realized a lot of people was like, no, we want you because of your past, yeah. because you were a symbol of hope. You're a symbol of what's possible. And so I actually leaned in on that, and it was very therapeutic for a lot of people. And that's why I'm not ashamed to share it. Somebody one time was like, yo, are you afraid? I'm like, why? I let people know where you can be. So they look at where I was before and where I am now, and they're like, I didn't know that was possible. God did. Mm-hmm. And that's the energy I walk with. Mm. Yeah. What was the first speaking engagement, though? The first time you stepped on that stage, you have your suit, you have your tie. Was it a church that booked was, you first? It was. And they, did Grandma actually, get you into that church? No, nah, it, it was actually the church that I grew up in. I was like the prodigal son that came back home. What? Yes, yes. It was that church, and, and they had me speak for Youth Day. Mm-hmm. And after that, somebody at the church was like, can you come to my middle school and speak? Mm-hmm. And literally, Donnie, like that, he began to grow. And I did that for about two years. Mm-hmm. And then when we had our daughter, I was at this one school, and this little girl, red hair freckles, was like, I was going to commit suicide, but because of your story, I want to live. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Oh, two yeah. years later, you have your daughter. Yeah. Jewel is still a young girl. Yeah. So this hasn't been that long. Nah, yeah. When was this? So it's been 11 It's been 11 years now since I quit my job and went all in. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So. And so you come across this young lady and she's like, listen, I heard you speak. Basically, you saved my life. Absolutely. She was crying and everything. It took me like a minute to calm her down after my presentation. Mm -hmm. All the kids left the gym. The principal's like, somebody want to meet you. She was like hyperventilating. She was like, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You saved my life. I'm thinking like it ain't that deep. She's like, no, I plan on committing suicide. They caught me slipping out the back door, made me come to this stupid assembly. But I'm so glad I did because now she looks at her arm. She's like, now I know weapons will form, but they won't prosper because I'm more than a conqueror. So all the stuff I'm giving, you know how kids be writing on their arm and stuff? Yeah, what age group is this? This, She was like uh, maybe 13. What? Yeah, she was 13. She was writing on her arm all my quotes and stuff, and I was just like, wow. Went home and told my wife, had to make her breakfast to get her in the spirit. Mm -hmm. I said, hey, God is calling me to quit my job. She was like, well, what did he say about me? (laughs) (laughs) You know, tracing my play. What did he say about me? I'm like, nothing. You keep working, right? Because she worked for the government. Yeah. So I'm like, your your salary and healthcare benefits will carry us. I'm about to leave my job. Mm -hmm. She's like, nah, bro, I'm quitting my job too. What was your job at that time? I was working for a school called Wyotech. It was like a technology school. Okay. So I was like a recruiter that would travel around and give presentations. Mm-hmm. And so, you know what I'm saying? We were doing well. We were making six figures a year. We had just built our first little house, like mm-hmm. 1,800 square feet, hardwood floors. You couldn't tell it. Where I came from, that wasn't, that was major. That's everything. Everything. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so my wife was like, yo, I'm going all in too. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, okay, that's different. Mm-hmm. Are you going to quit your job? Because everybody talk about the love languages, physical tucks, um, acts of service, mm-hmm. words of affirmation, security. It's my wife's physical touch. Mm. When she checked that bank account, it's like, yeah, we good. We that's, got it. that's what hit it for her. We can make some decisions. For, so for her to quit her job, I was like, man, what that say about me? Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot, bunch of cats be like, bro, I want my wife. How come my wife? It's like, cats probably watch this podcast right now, and they're like, I'm going to show this to my wife. And the, my wife won't support me like your way. All right, well, you got to ask yourself, bro, why don't your wife support you the way my wife supported mine? Mm. She saw me change my ways. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was trying to keep the dope life away from her. But when I was running nightclubs, Tracy would be there at the dope. You know so what I'm saying? So y'all are married and you're living this hustle. I wasn't life. married. We okay, wasn't y'all married. Were together, we were together. Okay, y'all right, together. So right. she got to see, because that's the thing. Sometimes the person who ends up being the wife, they never got to experience that part of She's the, the dangerous, the dangerous, the bad decisions, the mismanagement of money. And She's, Tracy got to see she it. She's seen it. Yes. She would be the one at the club collecting the door. 
It's, and let me tell you something. It's certain chicks that I gave VIP. She ain't let them in. She's like, no, babe. The she general like, admission line I'm is like, over I'm there. Like, hey, that's my friend. I'm your friend. I was like, all right, babe. But she saw me transition. She saw me serve faithfully the community, feeding homeless people, leading a group of young adults in high schools. Like, she saw me transform. Mm -hmm. She saw me being committed to speaking. Mm -hmm. And so she obviously saw something in me. So when I be meeting cats like, yo, what can I do to get my wife to support me the way your wife supports you? I'm like, bro, you got to support you on a consistent basis. Mm -hmm. Women are attracted to consistency. You know what I'm saying? Like women are attracted to people keeping their word. Mm -hmm. People are attracted. Women are attracted to people going above and beyond. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? There's enough average people out here. So you got to separate yourself. So my wife was just like, yo, as much as I love security in this job, I see what you're doing and I'm going to stand behind you. And the rest is history. Is that what made you say, you know what? Because at that time, she's your girlfriend. Right. Is that what made you say, like, you know what? This is, you're the one. So actually, so we were dating and we were living together. Then when I got baptized and changed my life, she got baptized. Then we got married. Okay, wait. Was Tracy... In the streets too, like right nah, next. She was, was, nah, was she nah. always like, were you the street guy dating the cool, clean cut she, girl? Or Tracy was, was the Tracy college. About that life. She was. She was about that life. She was crazy. I remember when I first spent a night at her crib. I was under the pillow. She had a big old um, butcher knife. No way. That's when I knew. I said, "Isn't it crazy? <laughs> I don't know where she going." You know what I'm saying? But she an AKA. She went to HBCU, Alabama A&M. You okay. know what I'm saying? And so magna cum laude or summa cum laude, whatever is the highest one. Mm -hmm. She was always hella smart. She even had an internship with the FBI. Like she ice cold with it. Yeah. So she was never about that street life, but though okay. she had that edge about her. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And so, yeah. yeah. Tracy's quiet is always the quiet one. Oh, but she dangerous. It's, you got to see her on spades, mm -hmm. though. It's always. I would love to be her space partner. Oh, y'all would kill it. I would love to be I'm her under, Me and her undefeated. I would kill it. Yeah? Yeah. Now, me and, me and Dave... Play you and Tracy, we we murder y'all because I can't help but win. You wouldn't though. Um, me <laughs> Tracy, and Tracy are let me tell you winners. Tracy is ice cold. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She be tricking me sometimes. I thought, thought we was in one accord. She's like, but I really knew you didn't have them books and I got you. I'm thinking like, man, she anointed. Like, but that's the theme of y'all's whole relationship. Yeah. Tracy has your back. Absolutely. Like from the very moment that I met, not even the moment that I met you guys because I knew you for quite some time before mm -hmm. I ever came to your home. Mm -hmm. But I remember, um, I honestly, if I'm being totally transparent, come the on. first time I come to your house, uh, we had, I think it was Chef Stryker yeah. who prepared this whole. I think it was Beasley. This it before Stryker came. Yeah, it was Beasley, Beasley yeah. who prepared this whole lavish meal. With the lambs. With the lamb the chops, the, string, the green beans, his shrimp and grits, the way yeah. he does them. But Tracy wouldn't come downstairs and talk to me. Oh, yeah. She was upstairs working. She was upstairs working. Mm -hmm. And I um, I was like, where's your wife? Where's Tracy? You right, know, right. you're like, oh, she's up there working, working, working. And I was like, oh, that's how I took it. Right. Oh, oh she doesn't want to come downstairs. Like, I'm the only woman in the room. Uh, you know what I, I mean? Like, come that. on, yeah, come on yeah. downstairs. But then we met again. And then right. at that time, Tracy was downstairs fixing her plate. Hmm. And so we had an opportunity to kind of engage. Yeah. And I think she said about me the same thing I said about her. Like, okay, she kind of cool. Like, right, you know right, right, like, right, right. Okay, no doubt, okay, no okay. doubt. For and then sure. the third time, she actually stayed down there. And the way that I hear you speak about your wife, yeah. as it relates to your business, mm -hmm. it's never... I am doing this in my business. I am going to the next level. I am looking to build. It's always we, we, yeah. we. Absolutely.
Hey, hey, are you a service-based entrepreneur that helps your clients or customers get some type of result, but you're struggling to post and communicate your message on social media? You don't know how to type a caption that connects and gets people's attention and converts them from just someone who's following you on social to becoming your customer or your client? Great news is that's my superpower. So I'm sending you three text messages every single day, excluding major holidays, directly to your phone of exactly what you need to post to get people to buy and convert them into clients and customers. All you have to do is join my program, Post to Paid, and you can do so by texting the words Post to Paid to 404-737-2767. And the best news is just $37 a month. So hurry up, send me the text. I'm looking for it now. Absolutely. Because it, I wouldn't have been here. I wouldn't be where I am at the level, demanding, commanding the price I'm commanding. Like, I wouldn't, we wouldn't have the infrastructure. Like, I've been a talent. I ain't set up not one bank account, not one EIN number. Mm-hmm. I don't even know how to, I can spell taxes, but I don't know how to <laughs> file tax. Like, she handles everything. All of our investments, like crypto, Forex, everything she does, it's all her. Mm-hmm. I'm just the one, like, just let me know when you book my flight and when the driver going to pick me up and I'm going to get the microphone. They got my lapel or countryman mic and I'm going to do my thing. Mm. So she handles everything else on the back end. Yeah. And uh, and we make a beautiful team. Now, I'm going to be honest, full transparency. Yeah. Me and Tracy are so opposite. And I struggle with that mm-hmm. because... I'm like, I'm like, man, let's go get it. I'm trying to get the bag. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And she's like very reserved. So I used to think back in the day, she ain't had the faith I had because she would be pumping the brakes on stuff. And I don't like that because I'm like, yo, this is what I want to do, though. And you telling me not right now or not the time. So through marriage counseling and then when we realized our disc assessment, mm-hmm. I'm a high D and a high I. She a high S and a high C. Mm-hmm. I'm on offense. She on defense. Mm-hmm. So God was like, bro, just submit to the process. Mm-hmm. She's covering your six here. She's noticing some things you're not quite noticing because you're super zealous. You worry about putting up points, but she's going to put up the defense and stop the opposition. And the, every dynasty team you see win has a strong offense and a strong defense. And so that's so now we lean in on that. So now if I give her a play, I'm like, babe, let's do this. And she's like, nah, I'm not feeling it. The old me used to be like, try to convince her. And God said, don't do that. Yeah. Don't use your gift of gab or your your influence to mm-hmm. persuade her. Like, obviously, something ain't sitting right in her spirit. Sit with that. Yeah, I mean, because she can see the plays. But the For point sure. of defense is being able to foreshadow what offense is about Come to on. do. Come on. That's, that's the whole that's point. Good. I like and that. And she sees it, right? Yeah. Let me ask you this, because I hear this so much. Mm-hmm. I hear people say, oh, my spouse doesn't support me the Mm -hmm. way that I need to be supported. I come with ideas and he or she shuts it down. It it works both ways, right? right? To the point where these people feel like I'm with the wrong person. Hmm. I'm with the wrong spouse. I think divorce is in my future. Hmm. Did Did you guys ever have that conversation? Like maybe we are not the match that we thought? Not, not on the business level, but on the personal level. Mm-hmm. Business, we actually be smooth. I actually wonder at one point, maybe I should have hired her as opposed to marrying her. Oh. If this is a full transparency this podcast, let's transparency. talk about it. Jeremy, at, I've never heard you say that Yeah, before. at okay. one point I was like, maybe I should have just hired her. Because mm-hmm. I remember telling her, like, man, we like best friends, like great business partners. Mm-hmm. Like, we, we like roommates. But, mm-hmm. but the intimacy, the passion was lacking. Yeah. And she was going through a season with hormones and mm-hmm. a, a different diagnosis, fibromyalgia, endometriosis, adenomyosis. Mm-hmm. We losing two babies, depression. Then she lost her mom, her dad, her aunt, her grandma, like back to back. Like she was a shell of herself. Yeah. And so God was like, bro, you got to boss up, bro. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, just focus on making love to her heart. Yes. Focus on making love to her mind. Make love to her spirit. Like, mm -hmm. leave the physical part. She's just not there. She barely holding on. And, you know what I'm saying? And so that took me to go to another level. And that was one of the darkest and the most painful seasons of my life. You know what I'm saying? But I had to fight through that to get to where we are now. So now I'll be working with guys like, bro, you got to be strong enough, long enough to get that breakthrough. So our love has been tested. Who worked with you, though? To get to that point, was it just like a whole lot of inner reflection? Like, because people really feel this way, Jeremy. Like, I feel like there's so much conversation happening right now mm -hmm. about uh, the woman against the man, the man against the woman, what the woman does, what the man doesn't do. Kind of like what you talked about. Somebody wants to share this episode and say, you need to be doing right. when really it's an exchange right. and people are just giving up. And they need to hear from leaders like yourself who are revered and respected, you know, globally. Right. Who was your, was it prayer? Was it a friend? Was it a, a, a coach? Yeah, so I, I read in the word it says that there is safety in a multitude of counsel. So the more people you seek counsel from, the best position you put yourself in to win. Mm -hmm. So I got mentors, Mason West, E.T., Big Shan, you know what I'm saying? But then my time with God. There yeah. were some years I would be waking up at 3 o'clock in the morning, not just because I'm trying to be super holy. I'm like, I got that monster inside me, Donnie. You know what I'm saying? Like, I need as much time with God before I start interacting with people. Before my wife wake up, before my kids get up, let me make sure I got my spirit man together mm -hmm. so I can be the husband and father I'm supposed to because I'm battling some stuff internally. So it was really a council of people I would talk to. I was on some men's prayer line groups. Like, community is everything. everything. People hear us talking about community and getting in the room. They think that's just something we saying. We like, nah, we telling y'all. Mm -hmm. And so those are some of the things I began to do to grow into that space so that I could be the husband she needed me to be, you mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? But that was, that was probably one of the, not probably, that was one of the darkest seasons of my life, just trying to navigate that space mm -hmm. where I feel like, okay, but what about me? Because you know what I'm saying? Because it's like, okay, but what about what I need? I understand what you're going through. Yeah, but it's like, but on the inside, like, I'm like I'm dying here. And so, so often in relationships, people talk about 50-50. There is no 50-50. Mm. You give 100%. I give 100%. Yes. And so God was like, your love is really going to be tested when she can only give 54 or 32%. Can you still give 100%? Mm -hmm. When y'all not having sex and y'all not making love and her body is failing her and she in a dark place, can you keep your mind pure and keep your body pure and no pornography, no masturbation, you just locked in nine months in a row, loving on her, still taking her on date night, still washing dishes, still running her baths, like can her bath water, like can you do that to love her? You know what I'm saying? Like your love is being, my love has been battle tested. Yeah. You you feel me? And so that was a dark season. But the humanity that I saw in her, I was like, man, she's struggling too. Yeah. So I was like, all right, God, so I need you to keep filling me with your spirit so I can love her the way she needs to be loved. Because she quit her job. She quit her career. She put all that on pause to support me. So let me put my feelings on pause to support her. And then I'll have counselors, people I could talk to so I ain't lose my mind. Mm -hmm. I've been off that macho stuff. Can't nobody tell me nothing. Nah, bro, I need help. 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 Like, I need on, help. You got to say, like, people are so afraid to ask for help because they, they associate help with pride with, and weakness. ego and yeah, weakness. Nah. And help makes you strong. Speaking of, like, I hear E.T. say it all the time. I've heard Steve Harvey say this. I've heard Bishop Jake say this. Mm -hmm. um, get you the helpmate in a woman, in a wife, and mm -hmm. watch your life as a man take off to the next level. Facts. Do you believe that you still be at this time the same Jeremy Anderson had you done it without Tracy? No, nor would I have done it without a woman. See, cats don't understand. I've met some some guys 
super tall, muscular, millions of dollars. I'm like, bro, you ain't on my level though. Mm-hmm. Because you you can't you don't get to this level when you can take care of somebody else. <laughs> it's one thing for you to take care of you and you building your body, you building your business, you building your bank account, all of that's cool. But when you can take care of somebody else's heart, when you can take care of somebody else's mm-hmm. mind, when you can take care of somebody else's body and you can please them year after year and keep them enticed and keep them in tune with you, like that's when you really show, when you're willing to sacrifice. Yeah. The reason that we revere like firemen or, or the people in the military and we say thank you for your service, you put your life on the line. Mm. Like that's why I'm sitting here comfortable, happy and kicking it in the, the land of a free because of the brave. It's like, that's a different type of energy. So I be telling Cassie single, like, yes, you are a grown adult male. You become a man. You become a man when it's like, now I'm taking care of somebody else. Now I got children. Now I got a wife. Now I got people that's depending on me. Now I put, move past my needs and all my focus and attention goes to you. And that's the man I had to grow to become. Because I ain't just wake up like this, mm-hmm. but it's years of self-reflection, years of reading, years of sitting at the feet of mentors and, and prayer groups and just kind of learning mm-hmm. and self-discovery, mm-hmm. trying to kill that old me so the new me can emerge. Mm-hmm. And then asking God, like, man, help me see what my wife dealing with. What's she struggling with? I'm like, okay, it's this right here. You know what she told me a few months ago in counseling? She said, baby, I'm 10 years tired. Hmm. I said, damn. I ain't mm. never heard that. She said, I'm 10 years tired. She was like, it's always a business idea. It's always a company. It's all, we buying all these 18 wheelers and buying all these trucks full of with Alex. She's like, it's always a nonprofit. We put 20 more kids in school in South Africa. She's like, it's always something I'm tired. I'm like, we shutting it down. We trimming it down. We going to give you back your piece. We going to hire some more people yes. so you can just coast, right? But when she said, I'm 10 years tired, I realized where I failed. Tell me where. See, I would go to Tracy and say, hey, babe, I got this idea. I think this can generate massive revenue. We can make another 1.5. Do you think this makes sense? And she would say, you know what? It does. I'd be like, bet, let's do it. I never asked her, do you have the bandwidth? Mm, do you have the capacity to do, do this? Do you have right? the time? Does it make sense? Of course it does. Come on, darling. But you didn't ask me if I wanted to <sighs> or if I have the mental capacity to do it. Jeremy. I felt like the biggest failure. I'm in a marriage counseling session. My wife got tears in her eyes saying, I'm 10 years tired. I felt, I was like, man, I failed you. Now, now, granted, I'm patting myself on the back like I'm at least I'm coming to you. Yeah, I'm not the guy that just make moves. I don't make mo- no moves if me and my wife not in one accord. Because mm-hmm. if she sees some off, it might be some time. Guy got to work on her. Okay, babe, I was tripping. Or me, I'm glad you saved me from that. We don't make no moves if we not in one accord. Okay, but I it's like that. it's to a point now where it's just like, oh man, I was making moves and you agreed upon the move, but I never asked you about the timing. Mm-hmm. So now I got to be more respectful of her time or for bandwidth because mm-hmm. I'm putting something else on her plate and I'm like, make it happen and just put my face on it or I'm going to show up and do my thing and I'm going to co-sign it. And so I realized now, I say, does this make sense? This can generate the revenue, but do you have the bandwidth, yes. the capacity? Uh-huh. Do you have the time? Yeah. Are you in a good mental space for it? Yeah. Or should we table this for a few months, maybe mm-hmm. tackle next quarter? Mm-hmm. And that shifted everything in our marriage. I mean, because at some point you got to ask yourself, like, am I just trying to make all the money? What, what are we making the money for? Are right. we still in alignment with the purpose? Right. And sometimes we can get so disconnected from the purpose that – the things that we're doing just feels like a bunch of busy work. Even this is, even though this is high yielding revenue, busy work, it still felt like busy work to her. Like I totally fully understand that. But you said that you felt like you failed her. Um, I feel like, I understand in that moment, you felt mm-hmm. like in this moment I failed, but you also got to recognize the life that you've been able to provide and yeah. 
all of the things, not just even for your family. We're going to get into talking about your students, but I want to make sure you actually know that. Like, sure, you feel a way in that moment because she's making a very painful uh, statement, right? Mm-hmm. But Jeremy, you changed everybody's life mm. in that in, in that family. Like mm. your children are walking into inheritance. They won't come mm. from the same broken family Thanks. that you came from. They Thanks. won't have to hustle in the streets. They've got nannies and people who take <laughs> them back and forth to school. People who and mommy and daddy are busy. They're just not sitting in idle time. Mm-hmm. Tracy has options. You said something earlier about her love language being security. What it really is is options. Thanks. Like. There are women like her who want to wake up and know that I have the option to work hard today or the option to relax. I have the option to be a boss today or an option to be a classroom parent today, like volunteering at the kids school. And you got to know that you did that Mm. and you got to feel proud Mm -hmm. of the fact that you did that. What men dream to be in a position to something is as as simple as not having their wife pay 50 percent of rent or mortgage. You have literally shifted. Like if you stopped working right now, right? You Gucci. You're good. Yeah. So and and I, and I do. I need to do a better job of that. I ain't gonna hold you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because right now she's getting her eyelashes done, a facial, then maybe a massage. Like she out kicking it right now. She kicking it right. You know. Mm-hmm. And, and then earlier today, this morning, mm-hmm. she dropped off. She's the PTA and my daughter's school. Mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. like, look mm-hmm. at you, PTA mm-hmm. mom. So she's in that space now and it feels good to be able to have afforded her that um but i don't stay there often i ain't gonna lie i'm i am a high powered high functioning like i want to get it it's like okay that's great but i want more yeah and so i I appreciate the pause to say okay but yeah you dropped the ball some but you give yourself some credit but i probably don't do that enough because i know me the old me would be lazy the old me would just relish and yeah, look at, but look at what i did though that's a fact i'm like i ain't on that but it is still important to honor our men Um, and letting you know that we see you, we recognize you, we celebrate you, we're proud of you because you really do carry the weight of the world on your shoulders. Like at the end of the day, no matter how much support you have from the community, from your family, it's on you. It's kind of like how they say um, moms take the bulk of being the parent. Mm -hmm. No matter what's going on, that mom is going to always be the one who shows up, right? right? Well, in this dynamic, no matter what's going on Mm -hmm. with Tracy's support, without Tracy's support, Mm -hmm. with the community, without the community, you still have a responsibility because you've accepted this responsibility of leadership and providership. Right. And we see that you're doing an incredible job. Appreciate it. We keep talking about this energy. Yeah. You wake up with this dog (laughs) energy. You wake up. You this energy has helped you build a multi million dollar Mm -hmm. speaking empire. Mm First of all, the energy is natural. You're, mm-hmm. you're not on any, like I'm over here vibrating off of your frequency. Mm-hmm. I had some, um, I don't drink coffee, but I had some espresso. I had a caramel macchiato because I needed the energy this mm-hmm, morning, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm over here like with that jittery feeling, <laughs> but I'm trying to figure out, is it yeah. the espresso? Because I yeah. drank that two hours yeah, ago, yeah, yeah. Or, is or is it, it Jeremy's yeah, it's, energy it's me. It's me. that's radiating? <laughs> like it's magnetizing yeah. for real. Hmm. What's your day? Like, wake me up. Wait, let's wake up. Mm-hmm. What do you do from the time that you wake up until your bed, your your head hits the bed, the pillows on the bed again at night? What's it like being Jeremy Anderson? So my mornings start with my night before. My mornings start yeah. with my night before. Yeah, so 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 I, I wake up anywhere between around four o'clock in the morning. Whew. Right, okay. right. But I go to bed 
between nine and ten. Okay. If I'm up to ten, I'm I'm I feel like I'm wilding. If I ain't I'm in bed by you. ten, I feel like I'm missing out on life. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, but, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying. But so for me, I'm I'm nine thirty ten. I'm out. Okay. I'm up at four. You know what I'm saying? And then I have my time with God. I'm going to make me a cappuccino, mm-hmm. make me a coffee, got a big old fancy drawer machine, mm-hmm. and I got my time with God. I might be reading a devotional. I might be in the Word. I might work, watch a sermon, but I'm going to have at least an hour. Like mm-hmm. God told me 10 years ago, don't worry, don't work on your physical growth without working on your spiritual growth. Mm. And so I have my time with him. I'm getting my assignments for the day. Then I hit the gym, do my thing, have my protein shake, and then by then the kids getting up and we get them off to school or driver picking me up and I'm off to the airport. Yeah. So that's kind of how my morning set. And that's why I have such productive days that I have. Mm-hmm. It's because of my early evenings and then my super early mornings. And then that gives me the mental bandwidth. Yeah. I'm, I'm on that wavelength now. Like I need to have, because I'm as the older I get, I'm more and more of an introvert, believe it or not. So though I got this energy, I'm like an ambivert. Sometimes I just want to be away. Just give me five people. But then sometimes it's like, okay, I can kind of do a larger crowd. Like in Best Fest, mm-hmm. my anxiety was through the roof. Oh, me too. Anxiety was through the roof. I was roof. so ready to go. I'm like, Man. I got to get out of here. I got to go. Like, I had peopled out. Yeah. Oh, for yeah, sure. for sure. For, for sure. sure. And the months leading, when Shadi hit me, I was just like, anxiety was there. But it was just so many people and so much energy. And then you feel like you got to match that energy. But it's just like, sometimes I'm like, man, I just want to be in the cut for real. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I balance it out. But those morning, my morning ritual is key. And then after I work out, I get in the hot tub. I I had that thing about 95 degrees outside, especially when it's cool now, Mm -hmm, when mm -hmm. it's kind of fall and just soak for a half an hour or so and then get the kids going. Do you believe that your morning routine has everything to do with your success in the day? A large amount of it Mm -hmm. because everybody in the team feeds off of me and my energy. Mm -hmm. My, My chief operating officer, Nicole Crumpler, she's a beast, right? She runs all of our businesses. She hit me, um, two days ago and was like, Jay, I feel like you're not good. And if you're not good, the whole team not good. Let's talk. Mm. I say, wow. She Were in you tune not good? with me. I wasn't good. You weren't good. I wasn't good. And she felt that. And she energy. felt that. And she was like, let's talk. I gotta make sure you're good. She doesn't let people go from our company that were hella talented, but they but but she's in protection of my peace. Mm. So she's like, yeah, but they energy piss you off. And then now you all angry. That's yeah. a side, like a lot of side people don't be seeing, like behind the scenes, like I got that monster. So she's like, okay, they got to go because they making you go back to your old ways. Yeah, and you yeah. be feeling a certain type of way. Like, I, don't, I didn't even want to have to talk to you Come like on. that. But your energy brings that part out right. of me. Yeah, you got to get, you got to clear your space. I literally had team members say, hey, if it ever gets like that, just tell me how you feel. I said, no, 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 you don't, you don't, you don't want, want me to, me to ever. Don't ever put me in a position where I got to do that. Mm-hmm. I want my zen. I want my bi- I Listen, want my zen. I'm trying to just be here. <laughs> all right. It. I'm trying to, y'all are taking me here. Come on. I'm trying to stay That's not here. What you, want. <laughs> you don't want this right. version of me. Okay. So let, I, let's help me figure out how to start a multi million dollar coaching business. Okay. Or not speak, not coaching business, speaking, speaking. business, mm-hmm. because speaking is one of the best ways to demonstrate your value to the yeah, world. Yeah. It is. One of the best ways literally to demonstrate your value. And everybody wants to be a speaker. Everybody wants to, mm-hmm. like people like to hear their name. People love to hear their voice. Right, everybody right. wants to be booked for a speaking gig. Mm-hmm. What did you do to really build your business and take it to the next level as a professional speaker? So so my goal years ago, fun fact about me, my professional dream job mm-hmm. before I even thought about speaking mm-hmm. was to be a pharmaceutical rep. Really? Yeah. Her mom is a. This is my uh, cousin, and her mom is my godmom. Mm-hmm. 
pharmaceutical sales rep, and they were grooming me for it since hmm, like middle school. Straight up, that's I, what I thought that, I would do. Yep, because I felt like I could use my personality, my gifts to communicate, and yes. I could get to the bag. Yes. And so I realized I didn't know I could make this type of money from speaking. Though I just got in, my heart was pure. I literally saw. I was like, I just saved a little girl's life. It's probably millions of other people's lives I can save. I went all in. And so I tell people all the time, in order to make six figures a year, I have a formula, a proven formula, okay. where they can make six figures a year, and then within a year, six figures a quarter, and then where I'm at now, six figures a month speaking, right? Mm -hmm. And so in order for you to make $100,000 a year, that's just $84,000 a month. I mean, $8,400 mm -hmm. a month. That's only two speaking engagements for $4,200. Mm -hmm. That ain't no money. Mm -hmm. I want to jump on a Zoom meeting well, for somebody well, for $4,200. It, it, it okay, is. let me say this. Okay, let me, okay all right. Because right, yeah, <laughs> I don't want people in the comments right, to be like, he not in touch you with just, us. You just offended me. You know what I mean? It, it, it is some money, but. <laughs> yes. I, well, yeah, my bad. I was speaking for where I'm at. No, 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 but no, there no, was, no, no, Let me be you. clear. There was a time. When I get four or five thousand dollars, and I be crying like God, you're so good. You're like so I promise good you, for because sure. Because after all of these free speaking you assignments, feel me. Nobody wants to do the free work though. That's it. The free work is where you demonstrate your value to get the paid work. Absolutely. But anyway, so let me give them some game on the free work. Okay. Because the free work is gonna give you the paid work, but I got a, a way where you can maximize and monetize free speaking engagements. Maximize and monetize, and monetize free, free speaking, speaking engagements. engagements. So okay. I'm gonna give it to them real quick for the okay. note takers, because note takers are money makers. The first thing you you got to do if you're going to speak for free you ask them for a testimonial at the end okay you ask them for referrals you're recording the actual message itself right mm -hmm. um, and not only do you want to record the speech and the presentation right but you want to record you walking in you want to get b-roll interacting with the people you gathering all of that data right mm -hmm. it also gives you a chance to perfect and strengthen your message and then when it's all said and done you can get a tax write-off most people mm. don't know that there's a thing called an in-kind letter that says Jeremy Anderson spoke for the Donnie Wiggins Foundation and waived his fee of $55,000. And then you just put something like, we're so grateful for Jeremy um, speaking for our organization. The government and whoever's preparing your taxes will view that as you wrote a check for $55,000 because that's what you could have charged. Oh. And then there are major tax benefits at the end of the year. Are you kidding me? It's called the in-kind letter. You and there is no organization. letters Man, I need to go listen, and draft? Listen, and there is no organization that say, no, I won't write your in-kind letter. If so, like there is something fundamentally wrong. Right. You get the letter before you get before you do the job. Either you give me the letter or not. It's that simple. And the government considers it your payment. You wrote the check. Yeah, so whoever ahead. does your taxes, they prepare that and turn that in to see what tax benefits you can get and tax That's breaks. Really yeah. Game. So there's so many opportunities. And then exposure. Mm -hmm. I don't remember I went to one school, this probably ten years ago. Maybe nine years ago, I went to one school. They didn't have a budget. I was, man, God was like, go. I went there and spoke. Somebody from the district office was like, uh-uh, this young man is too powerful. We, we, we $15,000. We want you to speak at three more schools. Mm. And at that time, I was, I'm talking about snot to the flow crime. <laughs> I'm thinking like 15 grand. <laughs> and one day speaking for three day. schools, like I could do that with my eyes closed. Yes. But had I never spoke for free. So sometimes there's a purity of your heart. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? The people want to get to the bag right away, but are you? is your message even good enough mm. to charge $5,000? Like, you ain't even that sweet. Yeah. So, you know what I'm saying? So it's like you got to get your reps and do the work. I asked E.T., the number one motivational speaker in the world, how many, all the times he has ever spoken, what percentage has been free? You know what he told me? Mm. 60%. 60%. People don't see that, though. 
Still to this day, he's speaking for free in certain places. Well, well when you look at the totality of his career oh, well, okay. over 30 years. Okay. So he has spoken for free way more than he has gotten paid for. Mm. He on a whole other level now. $200,000 a speech or he don't take the stage. If he like you, he might cut you a deal for one seventy five. <laughs> he on a whole other level, though. If but you ever see me have E.T. on stage, that means I have made it, right? Oh, if for I sure. Get you, because your fee is... Yeah, Evan just closed something, 55 grand. $55,000. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For, and not, everyone isn't like that. I get some for 35 or 40, and I'm grateful for that. You I'm know grateful what I'm for... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying, you know I get a $35,000 fee for two hours of yeah. my time. No, it's I'm, an hour. It's an hour speech. I, but I don't want them to think every gig is 55 grand, because that's not the case. Jeremy, you know I'm, I'm, I'm I'm doing the math in my head and I'm looking at the last agreement that I agreed to and I'm doing my math wrong. Okay. Um, the last speaking engagement that I closed was $12,000. Okay, congrats. Now, thank you. Now, I, I know how to move a room. You know right, what I mean? Right, right, right. I know how to get people results. Oh, you got the juice. But I feel like ET's at two hundred thousand. Right. You're now at fifty five thousand. Am I in alignment right here? Like, am I where I'm supposed to be at twelve, or should I be? Well, doing the fact 20? that you're making millions and you got podcasts and you got other things going on, you do it on the side. That is actually very impressive. Okay. But you could definitely raise your price to twenty. Okay. Starting tomorrow. Starting tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Can I call that person back from last week and be like, I sat down <laughs> with Jeremy. The price went up. Price babe. went up. The price went Have up. Have they signed the contract yet? No. But was it the verbal agreement? It's the verbal. Okay, well, yeah, stick with that and honor verbal. it. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll do it. I'm, oh. I'm going to honor it. No, no. And, and listen, my speaking fee started off at zero, mm -hmm. right? Um, my speaking fee started off in the negative <laughs> because I was begging people to speak yeah, for them, that's right? That's word, yeah. Oh, I see up. you have an event. Can I come? Like, mm. I'm already in the negative. Like, my edification is on the floor mm. um, because, <laughs> 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 because right. I, need, I need this, right? right I right. understood that if you could just get me in the room, right. if I could just get in the room, right. I knew that I would move somebody mm. and somebody would at least ask me to speak for free at yep. their event. So now we're working with like, you know, positive equity at this point. Yeah. And then you keep doing that over a cycle of time before somebody asks you to come and speak for money. But when your girl got the very first assignment out of state, come on. And they paid that first class come round on. trip, come on. That five star hotel, come on. there's no going back. No. I am a, hello, my name is Donnie Wiggins. I'm a business coach <laughs> and a professional speaker. Absolutely. It's just, so how do you, how did you get the confidence to charge? That very first time. Um, so before you, before you was outside, Ashley complimented me on my Gucci shades. Mm -hmm. She was like, ooh, I like them. Mm -hmm. I said, you got them. Take them off my face. She was like, ha, 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 ha. I was like, I guess you don't want them. She took them off. Thank you, Jay. I was like, ain't nothing. Shans was like, how much them cost? You know what I'm saying? I said, Ashley, you asked, though. Now, I could have said no, but you asked. I just, when I first got my first $20,000, I just asked, $20,000. They was like, uh, we can't, but we can do 15. I was like, bet, I'll take it. Because I was at like eight or 12 grand. <laughs> so I tell people all the time, like, put your price out there. Make sure you got the right branding, the right logo, the right website. Like, make sure your stuff is professional. Don't be throwing a number out there just because. Mm -hmm. But you always know when it's time to up your price mm -hmm. when you realize the majority of the people say yes to it. Mm -hmm. So when I start having them like clockwork say yes to 20, I was like, oh, it's 25 now. Half of them might not be able to swing 25. Some might come back at 18, but the ones that do have it change the game. Mm. And then I'm going to give your people, because you're my sister mm -hmm. and my friend, mm -hmm. I'm going to give your folks the full game. Mm -hmm. 
put on your website when they fill out the name of the person that wants to book you, like the booking form, okay. the last question should be estimated budget of a speaker. Estimated budget of a speaker. You let them tell you that's, what their budget is. I'm so glad you said that. That That's made me millions years ago. When I realized before the pandemic hit, I hit seven figures right around maybe 2018. I started, that's when I started hitting it. But because previous years, I let them tell me. Now, if they come back and it's like, oh, our budget's, you know, only 18000 Well, Ebony will say, okay, well, Jeremy's fee is at that time like 25000 You know, is that budget firm? Is there some wiggle room? We don't want budget to be the reason Jeremy doesn't speak. I love that language. Yeah. And then they say, you know what? Let me talk to Dan yeah. in accounting and see. And then they come back. You know what? We can do twenty five. Yeah. All inclusive, though, right? Yep, we'll take care of his flight and travel. You just ask, but you put that there and you let them tell you. So what what I'm getting from this, though, is the conversation around the booking is the most important thing. I'm thinking back to a, a conversation I was having with someone that was trying to book me. First of all, in my opinion, correct me if I'm mm -hmm. wrong, one of the biggest things that you can do wrong is try to, once you've reached a certain level of success, mm -hmm. one of the biggest things that you can do wrong is try to negotiate your own speaking gigs. Mm -hmm. Like somebody else should be doing that because absolutely, Ebony has the time and the tact to say, well, we don't want the reason that Jeremy doesn't speak to be budget, right? Mm -hmm. We don't want budget to be the reason that he doesn't speak. Me, my response, if they say they don't have it, is, oh, okay, well, sorry, maybe next time. Like, I don't have the time or the desire right, to go back and forth with right. you negotiating my fee. And it, it feels mm -hmm. a way for me to sit there and negotiate my fee. Mm -hmm. But I love everything about that question. Like, yep. I study the psychology of sales and people, and even there is an area where it pertains to my speaking career where I fail. In coaching, my price is my price mm -hmm. is my price. There is no wavering from that. But in your speaking fee or in your speaking career, you might do something for free. Mm -hmm. You might do something for $35,000. Mm -hmm. You might do something for $5,000. Mm -hmm. It kind of just really depends. So right. the, 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 the mood of the industry is that speakers are negotiable. Right. I will not negotiate. Right. But somebody else should and could be right. negotiating. Absolutely. And you don't start. I, I don't want them to miss this. You don't, when someone says, what is your speaking fee? Mm -hmm. What is the estimated budget of your speakers? Mm -hmm. what was, I believe yep. that's how you worded yep. that. Mm -hmm. Why so is that the, so important? So Because when they're filling out the booking form, they might put a number that's too low or they might put one even higher. I remember the first time somebody put two zero 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 zero, but they didn't put the comma. <laughs> but it said 20000 And Tracy was like, oh, they don't have the budget. They only got two grand, but I'm still going to reach out to them. I said, don't do me. Maybe that was maybe they meant to put that extra zero. And, and indeed they did. And I was like, price went up. Price went up. You know what I'm saying? When I realized that, like years ago, I was just like, whoa. And mm -hmm. so you you put it there. Now, if you're on the phone with them and they say, what's your fee? Well, then I would definitely say, okay, my fee is 15000 or 20000 whatever it is. Go ahead and say it. And then say, does that match with, within your budget? Mm -hmm. um, but if you ask them, hey, well, what is your budget? After they've asked you the price, you put the power in their hands. Yeah. Yeah. So in the podcasting world, um, if you're talking about relationships, mm -hmm. if you're talking about something controversial, if you're giving people how to game for their business, right. those are typically the platforms that are the most popular. They blow up. Right. Mm -hmm. um, in the speaking world, is there like a. A, a message, a familiar message or, or areas that if you want to be paid 
top dollar as a speaker, you may want to consider these type of conversations. When you, when you say these type of conversations, what do you mean? Like these type of topics. Like I speak about motivation or I speak about money or I speak about God. Like what So the- it, it depends on the audience. So okay. I, I wouldn't tell people to choose your audience by, the, by what they're going to pay. Mm-hmm. Just like your story, your gifts, your expertise, your talent. Who does it most relate to? Mm-hmm. There are some people that I coach in our program. It's like, okay, you're women empowerment. Mm-hmm. Some men empowerment. I'm like, okay, some is young people. Okay, you're collegiate athletes. Okay, you're definitely corporate. Diversity, equity, and inclusioners or, or climate and culture within organizations and so depending on their gifts and talents and their backgrounds then I can articulate with them and make the best recommendation to say this is the audience that you speak to yeah, yeah. you mentioned in your students so you're training and developing other speakers yeah to become six-figure speakers yep mm-hmm. okay yep and that's through your next, next level. level training academy yep. next level speakers academy uh et actually shut down his speakers program a year ago and joined ours. No way. Yeah, I know we broke for 30 years. I was 11 when I first met E.T. He was 21. And uh, he shut down his program. So me, him, and Inky Johnson together have the Next Level Speakers Academy 2.0. We got close to 2,000 uh, members in our community all over the country, multiple chapters, and they get into the bag. Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. They get into <laughs> Jeremy, let me, yeah. let me just first say how um, confirmational that was just now for hmm. me. Because I always tell people there there are times when you just need to stop and collaborate. Facts. Stop what you're doing and collaborate because a Jeremy Anderson, an Inky Johnson, and an Eric Thomas. Game over. One platform. Who can compete with that? <laughs> right. Game right. freaking right. over. And I'm sure for each of you. It has become a more convenient business model because it's not just about you. You all contribute, but it's also taken each of you to the next level. And beyond that, Mm -hmm. the impact that that has on your students. And we and we're not competing with each other. You're not competing like people have to and, choose. And, and we that's that part because we were our spirit was never competing. But if he got a program, then I realized last year, one of his conferences was two weeks before our conference, and I was like, bro, I don't even like this anxiety because mm. now I'm thinking like, man, that's big, bro. You know what I'm saying? I got to spend more on ads and I'm looking at the comments. Now people, I got to box you out. Bro, like. people, you know <laughs> people sending me screenshots of, of, the, of the comments yes. where people just like, should I go to Jeremy's conference or ET? And I was just like, so when C hit me, it was like, bro, we need to come together. I was like, bro, let's get our attorneys to run up the contract. Like, it makes complete sense. Now, it, did you guys decide to come together simply because ET decided to stop or did you decide to come together because you know what? I see what's happening in the marketplace. You see it too. Right. Let's just come together. So God told, E.T. was like, God told me, you ain't had a 30-year run. You're charging $200,000 now. Jesus. You might take maybe two gigs a month. Like, you phasing out. You ain't trying to be on the road like that. You're 53 now, because I'm 43. He's 53. Mm-hmm. So he's like, God told me now to sow into the next generation. So he says, CJ, this is my new mission now. It's not to be number one. It's to train up the next group of number one speakers. Ooh. So CJ said, bro, we need to get with Jeremy because his program killing it. And it's murdering ours. <laughs> I love them because they ain't no pride. They like, bro, right. the proof's in the pudding. This Y'all is what killing he does. It. Y'all killing it. We got a program too. They literally shut their program down within three months. Our attorneys got together. And then now we got this thing together. So it just made sense. Yeah. And so now we going all in. He was just in Milan with Toby doing a fashion show with Pharrell and E.T. was like, it's one o'clock in the morning. Then I'm like, bro, you should be at the party. He said, but we're doing the challenge together. 
I told you I'll be on. That's his level of commitment. Yes. So he was like, yep, I'm in my hotel room. All right, yep, let me do my segment. Then I'm going to get back to the um, Montclair party. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm like, mm -hmm. bruh, mm -hmm. but committed. Mm -hmm. And so now we're building this something special together. And so, you know, it, it, you, what they say. You want to go fast, go alone. Mm -hmm. But you want to go far, go together. Go together. And that's what we're doing now. Yeah. I know a huge part of your program, um, I've had the opportunity to speak inside of it a time or two. Mm -hmm. um, what I love about what you do in the program, and I hope I'm not giving too much away, mm -hmm. but one of the biggest things that you do, game changers, in fact, and people just, I don't know. Like, we got to make sure in this episode they mm -hmm. get it. Mm -hmm. Their story sells. Come on. You teach people, first of all, we're not even getting into the other conversations right. until we understand how to have a conversation right. about you, your story, your life, right. and your, your value add. Right. Why is it so important to, first of all, before even that, how do people even identify what their story is? So you got to ask yourself, okay, what have I gone through? What have I overcome? What have I experienced? What have I had to fight through mm -hmm. to get to where I am now? You hear the classes of you don't look like what you went through. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, that's a story there. That's a message. Yeah. So most people's like, well, I want to run away from my addiction. Or I want to run away from my homelessness. Or I want to run away from, you know, being molested or, or being kicked out of my father not being there or gangs or going to prison. No, lean into that. Like lean in because that's something people can connect with. Mm -hmm. The people want something real. Mm -hmm. So when you stand on stage and say, hey, this is where I was, but this is where I am now, and I'm going to give you the tangible tips of how I got here, they will pay you top dollar for your story. Mm -hmm. Because now corporations and organizations is like, man, if you can overcome all of this and operate at a high level, my staff needs that message. So now they know there's no excuse for why you can't operate at the highest level. And so that's the energy that, that we run with. I just, I have to note this down. I just got a... Um inspired for something by what by what you just said mm. because we teach people how to tell their stories at a professional level right. or for a professional level as a professional need as a professional speaker your story is your resume yep right yep. um what if we approached life with our story period mm -hmm. so i literally just took a note like my team is going to write their story yeah uh, my mentees will write their story because we miss so many of the details. We miss, miss so much of our story. We forget so much of it by living our lives. Right. And so, we, mm, we so, got to be reminded. So I tell people all the time, because folks be asking me, Donnie, hey, when you got all these masters and master's degree, like, you got to go to college to get a degree? I'm like, most people got degrees. And I'm not talking about, like, an associate's of accounting. People <laughs> got associate's of abandonment. Ooh. Like a bachelor's in brokenness. A master's in misery. You know what I'm saying? Like a PhD in pain. Jeremy. It's like you've gone through all this pain, all this suffering, all these hardships. Yeah. Right? You done overcame it. That's way more than some college degree. You went through depression and suicidal attempts and anxiety mm -hmm. and being for, house being foreclosed and mm -hmm. homeless, living out your car, and you've arrived. Like, that's epic. Like, that's on some other stuff. And yes. people will pay you for that. And so I tell people, don't run from your pain. You already went through the pain. You went through the tears. You went through the suffering. You might as well get compensated for it. Mm, give people, me an example, though. People well, pay for resiliency. People pay for resiliency. Yes. Okay, so I am a woman. I am a single mom, and I have abandonment issues. Mm -hmm. I've experienced, I have a, I have a, I have an associate in, a, in abandonment, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. I want to speak. Mm -hmm. Somewhere I found the inspiration to tell this story. Right. What kind of topics would I speak about and who would I pitch these ideas to? So probably, so just hearing that alone, 
I'm a woman. I went through abandonment issues. I went through all this betray, uh, betrayal and pain. Mm-hmm. Who do I speak to? It's like, okay, you were there, but where are you right now? Okay, you were an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Okay, you're successful. Okay. okay, you got your kids in school. You handled your business. Okay, now what mindset stuff did you have to go through? What relationship did you have to leave? Because that's a part of your presentation now, mm-hmm. right? Uh, what behaviors you had to change? What self-fulfilling prophecies was you speaking over yourself? What mindset shift did you have to have? All those things that you did to go from here to here package that and that's your presentation now you can stand on stage in any woman's conference and say I want to talk to you women who feel abandoned all of y'all who felt betrayed all of y'all who felt pushed aside all of y'all who felt messed over and taken advantage of and you're in a dark place now I can relate because I went through this and I went through that and he left me and then my house got foreclosure and I went back moved back in with my parents and my three kids and I felt like a failure but I woke up one day and I told myself my condition will not be my conclusion and I looked myself in the mirror and I washed my doggone face and I put some lotion on and some mascara and I found me a job and I worked on my mindset and I surrounded myself with the right people and I I blocked a few people from my phone and I took a pause from social media because it was killing me seeing everybody else look like they winning and I began to pour into myself and I began to tap in with the local church community and my heart began to change and my mind began to change and now I'm in this place right now and if I can do it you can do it They in the audience going, they going crazy. Your story is sellable. Facts. Your pain is profitable. Come on. I like Mm. that. Somebody text that to me. Your story story is sellable. sellable. Your Your pain pain is profitable. profitable. That's good. Give me on a call on Wednesday. Give me me on Wednesday. (laughs) I will do it too. I'm going in. I'm ready to go in. I like that. Now, we figured it out. I understand you you, you recalled some things from Mm -hmm. me. I know what I've been through. I can see the timeline of my story. If I literally write it out, like we got to go back old school get that piece of paper right. out draw that timeline put these dashes and down down lines to say what happened during yep. this time frame i got it you just gave me the framework for how to tell my story but bring it back around to something po- positive mm-hmm. by finishing the story with what i'm doing now mm-hmm. encouraging the audience now i did that for free mm-hmm. i need to make some money right where do i start so when you're at the speaking engagement, you got your friend, your cousin, your girlfriend, somebody taking pictures of you, mm-hmm. even capturing B-roll from your phone. As many free gigs as you get, that's all content that you can put together with a speaker's reel. Mm-hmm. You get you a nice logo, professional logo done. You ain't got to pay tens of thousands of dollars for it. Some talented people that would do it for a very reasonable price. You get you get a nice, clean, one-pager website, mm-hmm. a nice, clean EPK, electronic press kit. Mm-hmm. So that's something you can easily email people. You can send your website link out. Now people go to your website they see what you're about i have a whole training on copy that converts Mm because the language on my website if i can give your people a little bit more the language on my website sounds like this companies and organizations bring jeremy in because of blah 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 if you're looking for a speaker that can move the audience and blah 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 then look no further jeremy's your guy companies across the world bring jeremy in because of blah 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 so all of my sentences or paragraphs set me as the expert it lets them know why other people rock with me mm-hmm. and people want to do what other people are doing. Mm-hmm. And the type of people who are booking you for Absolutely. these companies and organizations. Absolutely. Book Jeremy. Absolutely. Companies and organizations. Repetitive yeah. language. Mm-hmm. Yep. Repetitive language. Yep. That's marketing. C-suite yep. executives connect with Jeremy because he moves the bottom line within their company yeah. and he gets them results. So so the language, and then you go out there and start promoting and marketing yourself. Yeah. But I tell people all the time, logo, EPK, then the website, then eventually after you have a few engagements, get you a nice clean speaker reel put together mm-hmm. so people can see you in action. They can hear some testimonials. They can see you smiling on stage, speaking and connecting with people. Two, three minute speaker reel, man. 
Make one, you millions. One of the things that I like to negotiate from speaking engagements, especially if they're free, is my professionally produced content. Mm -hmm. So that's something to consider as well. If you're doing something for free or even if you're getting paid saying, you know, I need access to my footage mm -hmm. from your videographers. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And if they say, and, and I've never had a gig say, no, nah, you can't get this footage. It's like, bro, that's my IP. Like, yeah. it's me. So it's I, me. They, they can never say no. Okay. But that's more stuff that you have to put you in the best position to go out here and get it. Mm -hmm. But the thing that pains me the most is when people have these stories, but they question if it's possible for them. Mm. I've got hundreds of people. Can I talk about Kevon Lee? This boy, I want to whoop his butt. He's 24 years old, living in California. Last year, after taxes, he took home $24,000. Mm -hmm. Got with our program within the first three months, made $100,000. What? Nope, nope. What was the shift? What did it? <laughs> he got with our program. He had him. He said, man, I'm giving all this energy to this company that's working me to the bone. I'm like, boy, you're 24. It ain't that deep. Right. You know what I'm saying? You didn't even finish developing <laughs> those bones yet. <laughs> the bones are still growing. But he was just like, yo, if I give half of this energy to this company, to my speaking business and really execute, like in this testimony, he kept saying, I just execute and ran the play. Mm. And that boy did $100,000 in three months. And I didn't even know about him. I didn't even know he existed. I feel bad as a coach mentor, like we growing too big until he came to our conference because we give away these real crystal awards mm -hmm. for the diamond award, like 100,000, 200,000, 500,000. And he was in the 200 category. And I'm like, bro, how old are you, 24? And they was just like, yeah, he did 240. I was just like, boy, I'm going to spank your butt, boy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's possible, and people share their stories. And, and, and what my responsibility on this earth now, my goal is not to be one of the top speakers in the world. Mm -hmm. My goal is to build up the, the biggest community of speakers, showing them how to go out here and monetize their message, share their message, change the world, impact lives, save lives, and get compensated for it. Mm. So now I'm looking at the people in my community. I'm looking at them like I, I love babies. So whenever they be they be asking me to bless and you know what I'm saying, and I have our conferences. They children they bring around. I be looking at these kids like, what kind of world are you? What kind of home are you growing up in? Yeah. When your father get fifteen thousand dollars for forty five minutes. For forty five. I'm minutes. looking at their kids like you have no clue the type of life that you' about to live. Yeah. When you ten and your dad ain't even thirty yet. Yeah. But I do sleep, you feel I sleep good at night, Donnie. But, do you, but be, do you feel like the babies are getting? So on one hand, you can say the babies are getting a false sense of reality, but then you like know the reality that they're getting is very true because yes. the struggle and the poverty and all of that, that's false for yes. them. Yes. So that's, that's deep how you said that. So I struggled with this. I once heard that hard, hard times make strong people, mm -hmm. strong people make easy times, mm -hmm. easy times make weak people. Easy times make weak people. So think about it. Hard times make strong people. Yeah. Me and you, it wasn't the cakewalk, yeah. right? And, and strong people make easy times for their mm -hmm. family. But those easy times can weak, produce weak people. weak people. So now I'm on my daughter's head. See, I'm like, okay, boy, I invested all this money into this book that your book dropped. Like, now you got to sell it and you got to pay me back. Mm -hmm. She's like, but you're my dad. I'm like, I'm your investor. Mm -hmm. Like, don't play with it. Don't play That's with it. That's why when we go to South Africa, she feeding the homeless people. Like, mm -hmm. she's volunteering. Mm -hmm. So I got to keep my kids grounded. She was mm -hmm. like, Daddy, how many millions do we actually have in the account? I'm like, stop asking me questions like that, girl. I'll whoop your butt. Yeah. Go sit down somewhere. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, but, but, but at the same time, I used to feel E.T. Like, E.T., what are we going to do? E.T. was like, no, walk in that. Because my daughter would be like, Daddy, they 
ain't got no more first class seats. And I'd be like, boo, no, but at least we going to Tampa. Like, on 33B, and, baby. We bro, in 33B. And she like, and, the, and my kids be like, huh, what are we going to do? Did he see? I'm like, I'm going to whoop your. But my E was like, bro, lean in. Mm-hmm. That's what they accustomed to. Mm-hmm. There were some people in certain countries and certain worlds, they feel like royalty. Mm-hmm. He was like, bro, your kids on some royalty stuff. Yeah. This is what they've got accustomed to. Just make sure they got pure heart, pure minds. Make sure they love people. Yeah. Make sure they don't worship it. They keep worshiping God. But he was just like, bro, like that's what we supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Our kids are supposed to travel a certain type of way. Mm-hmm. They're supposed to have a certain type of lifestyle. My wife was like, we ain't got to throw this big extravagant party with actors and, and different um, skits and stuff going on and food trucks. We ain't got to do that every year. I said, why not? She was like, we ain't had that when we grew up. I said, because we was broke. Yes. We was broke. They're not broke. Their not reality broke is different. Come on. So I'm like, shoot, every single year that my babies have a a, a birthday, like we be going all out mm-hmm. because we can afford it. It's a different lifestyle now. And mm-hmm. so I tell people all the time, like, that's what drives me to be able to do more for my family, do more for my wife, my kids, my mom, my dad, like to be able to do more for our community, the people that we're supporting and sponsoring in college in South Africa. Like, that's what drives me. I don't need much. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But to be able to do more for others and to put other people in other positions. You know, Jeremy, it's easy to say that now that you have money. Right. Because before we had some money, it was, I need, I need, I need, I have to do this, I have to do for this. For sure. Right? Absolutely. Um, it's, it's so easy to say. I'm thinking about you as you're talking about Jewel and how, you know. Hey, hey, CEO, Donnie Wiggins here, and I am so excited to announce my new mentorship group is dropping. You may have already heard about it, but I wanted to, I wanted you to hear it from the horse's mouth directly from me. My new mentorship group, Actionable CEO, for entrepreneurs who are interested in professional growth, personal growth, and financial growth. You want to learn from me. Y'all have been asking for this for the last three years, and I have finally brought Actionable CEO back to serve you every single week, direct mentorship for me. You will also hear from other people who are in my community that I believe will be greatly impactful to you. You're going to get behind the scenes. We're going to be spending some time together live. This is not pre-recorded. This is live mentorship. So if you are an entrepreneur and you want to be connected, feel connected, you want to elevate your brand, you want to elevate your life, you want to elevate your level of success, Actionable CEO is for you. ActionableCEO.com. See you there. Oh, she's like, she recognizes the the riches, sort of speak, <laughs> and she wants more. My daughter doesn't want any of it. Hmm. Um, I would buy her stuff like over the years, and she's like, Mommy, I don't need this. Hmm. I don't need that. Deja, mm-hmm. what do you need? Mm-hmm. I don't need anything. I don't <laughs> and I have a different worry. I have a different worry because she got to see, see, your kids came at a time where uh, at birth, you were already on your way up, right? Right. right. My daughter came at a time mm. where I was already up. Yeah. But by the time she got old enough to start creating memories, I was way down. Mm. I was on the floor, like mm. way, way, way down. And so much of her childhood from her time where she starts creating memories through almost high school, right? She's seen her mom crawl up from the floor, picking myself up, you know, Hmm. inch by inch. And I think that that has left some traumatic damage for her. Like, I think, Hmm. I think that she doesn't ask for things because she knows both sides of the coin. Hmm. And that bothers me too. Hmm. Like on one hand, you appreciate the fact that, well, she never makes me feel bad if I have it or if I don't. Mm-hmm. And she never makes puts me in a position where it's like something's not good enough. Right. But at the same time, it's like, babe, 
release the trauma. Hmm. We're okay now. <laughs> you can actually ask for what you want because now mommy knows how to go out there and get money, but mm -hmm. I also know how to teach you how to do the same thing. Right. I want you to have the experience of abundance. I want you to have the experience of expectation and stop saying, I don't want, I don't need, I don't want, because I don't, I don't really believe it's true. Right. I believe in her mind. She thinks it's true because of the trauma mm. that she had to experience. Like I'm talking about, two gallons of water that I had to fill up just to pour in the back of the toilet to flush it. Hmm. She got those memories mm -hmm. going back into my mom's house, having to share my small bedroom. Like she has those memories, mm -hmm. not being able to have sleepovers anymore because there's nowhere for them to sleep. She has those memories. Mm -hmm. um, how do we, how do we get through that? You know, your daughter sees the abundance, right? My child rejects it. Yeah. And, and I actually think that that is a that can be a very beautiful thing mm -hmm. that she's not trying to take advantage of it. Mm -hmm. And she's mature enough to say, you know what? We good now, but I don't want to take advantage of it because I know how much I know how hard it was for you to be able to be where we are today. Yeah. So she actually has an advantage over my daughter. Like we're going we spend in the month of December uh, for holiday in South Africa. Them Delta One flights is like eighty two hundred. Ooh, each. Yeah, Jewel ain't thinking about Delta One. She not thinking about how much it costs. She just know. I wonder what kind of movies they gonna have. Yeah. Isn't the bed's gonna lay all the way down? Can you put me next to Jackson? And I'm like, you have no clue like what this costs. And so for me, it's different. Yeah. Because she's just like, this is just how we travel, and I'm just like. So I have to watch that, but she also got a, such a pure heart because mm -hmm. I'll be telling her like, hey, boo, you should do this at school. She's like, nah, I don't want the other kids to feel bad because they don't have it. Yeah. I feel like, ah, oh, that's you. my dog. Yeah. I love it. So I think that's actually a beautiful thing that she's like, you know what, mom, I'm good. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? But then you're showing her how to do it and how to get it, which is going to automatically make her have a deeper respect for it once she has it as well. Mm. That's, yeah. a good, that's, that's a, that's yep. a great perspective yep. to receive that from because I, I'll get frustrated like, Girl, you know you want, you know, and it's not just about things. It's, mm -hmm. it's also about lifestyle, like mm -hmm. just anyway. But that's a great perspective that, yeah. that you've offered. So now we are on our journey. You have built a multiple million dollar empire. Mm -hmm. um, I know that we have to wrap this up. You have somewhere else to be. We got about 10 more minutes. We good. Okay, mm -hmm. good. Mm -hmm. uh, you've built this multi-million dollar empire. Like, where do you go next? Like, is it... Is your goal to create the type of speaking career that one day you just retire as this renowned speaker? Two things, two things. I um, I, I do want to, I would do want to be regarded as one of the top speakers in the world. I can't lie, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying. I want to be on the Mount Rushmore. Um, but I I met with a firm recently and they said, Jeremy, you're a seventy five thousand dollars speaker right now. That mm. had me just reevaluate my whole life. Mm. And they were just like, you just need to make a few adjustments. And so that has me even looking at things differently. So as much as I love speaking, I love my family more. I'm really trying to get to a certain level. So when my son start having basketball tournaments and my daughter start wanting to do certain things, I can be fully present. Yeah. So my goal is to be one of the best speakers in the world that changes the most lives. Mm -hmm. But I also want to have the biggest community in the world. See, I don't feel bad. I only take not even 5% of the requests that come in. I don't feel bad about not going to these schools that might not have the budget because I, I got a community of 1,800 people I can give those opportunities to. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So my goal now is to have the biggest community of speakers in the world. Mm -hmm. And that way we can put as much good out here in the world and change as many lives as possible. And I cannot think of another profession 
that is so fulfilling on the inside, but so rewarding financially. Mm. Like, I, I'm going to say something, Donnie, and there is going to be some people watching this, they're going to call Cap, that's cool. The most I've gotten from speaking is $115,000. I spoke three times for an organization over two days, which was a cakewalk, $115,000. That didn't move me the way that when I talked to the people, and they were in tears saying I needed that. When you I got when that. you got grown white men, like, yeah. bruh, I'm going to be a better husband and father because of your presentation. Mm -hmm. That is so real. When I meet a single mom, like, I was on the verge of quitting. I actually typed up my letter of resignation. I'm going to stay with this company and keep fighting. Like, that stuff right there, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? I had a guy on one of my trainings recently. He was like, bro, I've been separated from my wife for a couple of years. He was like, I'm going to get my wife. <laughs> I said, go I'm get your wife. wife. He was like, I'm going to get my wife back. That's what's most fulfilling. Yeah. The money is great. It's yeah. a blessing, right? But that never, I never got into speaking for that. Mm -hmm. I got into speaking for impact. And I literally walked away from six figures and healthcare benefits 401k because a little girl with red hair and freckles told me she was going to commit suicide. Mm. So that's what drives me. So I'm on some discipleship stuff. I ain't going to hold you, Donnie. I'm on some like, how can I multiply? Mm -hmm. Well, Jeremy, I'm one person. I can only travel but so much. But the more people I can help monetize their message and turn their pain into purpose, the more I can do that, the more I can go out here and change the world. Mm -hmm. So I really want to be mentor to tens of thousands of people so my goal now was like how do i have the biggest speaking community in the world yeah and then sure. the more money i make the more impact we put 40 kids through college um a few years ago and we just put 20 more at the college of cape town we got a whole partnership with them 20 more kids we just put in college our nonprofit feeds a thousand people a week in south africa and as awesome as that is tony robbins feeds like i think they said 10 million people a year what? So I'm looking at my little thousand people, which is great. It's amazing. But it's like, okay, 52 weeks in a year. I'm feeding about 50,000 people a year. But Tony Robbins feeding millions of people? I'm like, I want to feed millions of people. I'm competitive, too. I want to feed millions you know of people. What I'm, I'm not so, feeding a thousand people. So that's, what, <laughs> so that's what drives me to be able to do more. Yeah. Yep. When that agency said to you, you're a $75,000 speaker, mm -hmm. you just have to make some tweaks. What were the tweaks, if you can share, that they suggested you make? Yeah, um, some of it they said was timing and then industry, right? Mm -hmm. So I, I'm with a firm now that represents me. I have that question. <clears throat> yeah. Okay, so, so you have an agent. So I, I do. I have an agency. So they still go through Ebony. <clears throat> I'm a lawyer, right? So they still going to go through Ebony. But now they, they represent um, the former Secretary of State, Mike Pompeo, um, Magic Johnson, um, The Rock, um, du um, Dwayne, um, Johnson, um, no. um, from Shark Tank. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah they, yeah. you know, what I'm saying they A-list celebrities, professionals, politicians, speakers, Damon <laughs> John. Yeah, um, so they represent them. So they they want to represent me. So we just mm -hmm. signed an agreement with them. Now I used to pride myself, Donnie, on back. I've actually never said this publicly. I've used to pride myself back in the day, like Psh, I don't need no firm, I, I don't need no speakers bureau. Like they I got, to me. I got, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Because years before the pandemic hit, I had about three to four thousand people per month coming to my website, a couple hundred people per day, and then a small number of them filling out forms. So I get five to ten booking requests a day. I pride myself on that, mm -hmm. but it's like, but now I get with a firm, and I'm out here in the big leagues. Mm. So I went from street ball, or I went from D1 college ball to now the pros, but not just the pros. I ain't on the New Orleans Pelicans. It's like the Lakers now. It's the Lake playtime over. Playtime over. It's the big you know, it's, it's the big leagues it's now. The big leagues. And so that so I, that was a shift for me. Yeah. And so they were like, "We're gonna show you how to get 
You know what I'm saying? They were like, okay, you, you average about 40, 45,000, you get some bill. I said, yeah, but Australia was 55. But then they telling me, yeah, but after your Delta One flight and after your flight to your team, you actually took home like 30. Mm-hmm. I was like, hmm, you're right. You know what I'm saying? But so they like, you're a $75,000 speaker. We're going to show you how to get there. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, let's go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. About that rate. Regardless of the rate, when you're negotiating your rate, is travel included? Are you taking into account for travel or is that in addition to? So for the first 10 years of my speaking career, I was big into schools and most schools is like they can't um, pay first class. Mm-hmm. And so I was just like, we start making it all inclusive. It just makes it so easy. Okay. Easy on them, easy on you. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? You ain't going to put me at the hotel you want. You don't mess up the reservation. It's too irritating. You right. know, the flight, the time flight, Ebony, take care of all of that. Here's one flat fee, and we travel how I want to travel, and I get there when I want to get there. Okay. Yeah. Last question for you. Um, there's somebody here that you've inspired to be a speaker. Like, you have me thinking, I got I to gotta be able to charge more, but in order to charge more, my, my presentation has to be packaged better, right? I am probably with Jerry. It's not your presentation. No? That, no, no. No. I had nothing to do with your... I heard you speak and share all the podcasts. You got the juice. I ain't worried about that at all. It's just when they hit your website, what are those things that you stand for? What are those things you're going to speak? What value you going to bring? Mm-hmm. That's all it is. Whether it's corporate, whether it's women empowerment, whether it's entrepreneurial conferences, like ClickFunnels need to be bringing you in to speak for the annual uh, Funnel Hackers Live. Like, like you got to just figure out what's that audience, mm-hmm. and then you name your price. Can I do both? Can I do entrepreneurship and women's empowerment? Absolutely. Yeah, it's 100%. not confusing. 100%. See, I'm glad you said that because I would have told somebody just pick one first, get real good at that, stick with it. But maybe but, because I've proven myself. That's it. Okay. Now, if somebody's a beginner speaker, mm-hmm. don't be out here trying to speak to entrepreneurs. Like, are you even a stellar entrepreneur? You're right. You know what I'm saying? Now, what credit? What qualifies you to be a woman speaker is you're a woman. You done went through some things. Yeah. But I tell people all the time, like, it's possible to kind of have a crossover. Mm-hmm. So for me, I was getting opportunities all over the place, but my website was primarily in the educational space, middle schools, high schools, colleges. I remember that. Then I crossed over to the corporate space, right? Mm-hmm. And so I tell people all the time, like, it's possible to, for you to say, hey, as a woman, I'd be great for a women's conference, but I'd also be great for entrepreneur events as well. The way that you communicate the value, hey, as a woman, I'd be great for your women's conference, but I'd also be valuable as an, at an entrepreneur's conference as well. Mm-hmm. I would never have positioned it that way. Um, you know, I have core speaker topics. Jeremy, I have ripped apart your website, like the old one that was more education-based oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and focused. Like, I had that funnel down to a science. <laughs> um, my language is your language. Like, right, I ripped that right, off, right. and it worked, right? right? It, right. it got me in a lot of schools uh-huh. and, you know, things of that nature. This is one of those conversations that we need a part two of. Yeah. So I want to bring you back because okay. we are running short on time on your yep. schedule. You probably and I got to tell you about. A, I'm gonna tell you about a school tour we're gonna do too. Please, okay. please. I want to leave time for you for you to say that. But we have to have you back. Yeah. Because I have so many more questions, good, good. guys. One of the benefits of having a podcast is that you get to ask questions that. Uh, for, not for myself, of course, for you guys, <laughs> that this man charges thousands of dollars for. So right. 
uh, tell us, please, about the school. Oh, because Ebony reached out. I think I'm a part of the school tour. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) So I was meeting with a superintendent at one of the districts here in Atlanta, and he was just like, bruh, I need you in all my schools. I spoke for his thousands of his teachers to kick off the year. He was like, I want you in my school. I was like, bruh, I'm booming. I was just like, but I tell you what, since y'all local, how about I come, but I bring a bunch of my entrepreneur friends, similar to how we done in the past. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I said, we run through it and we let these kids know what's possible. And he was like, bet. He was like, you know, we ain't got to be. I'm like, bro, we ain't tripping on the budget, bro. We've arrived. Yes. Where we about to speak life into these babies and let them know what's possible. Because yes. they out here cutting themselves. They getting caught up in gangs. And they doing all sorts of stuff. And they don't realize the worth they have. Mm. So we about to put together that Black Excellence Tour and go crazy. I love it. When do yeah. we start? Yeah, I'm meeting with him next week. So okay. I'll let you know once it's finalized. And then we're going to put together the docket and we about to go crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. Guys, like literally getting paid and booked like being busy doing what you love booked and busy but dot 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 doing what you love you have literally created a career that allows you to be booked busy and paid financially free yeah doing what you love because jeremy you're gonna talk anyway (laughs) you were going to talk anyway and we might as well do it with systems and operating procedures behind us allowing us to create freedom for ourselves but also freeing so many other people who feel Mm. like they look like you and Mm -hmm. can relate to you and people who are trapped in their story. Like you're taking people who feel trapped by their story and teaching them how to leverage their story to free themselves. Mm -hmm. And that is so powerful. Yeah. I love what you're doing. Thank you for teaching us how to start a, uh, basically how to grow our six figure or beyond speaker career, because there are things that I'm adding to our to-do list uh, today that I have to I have to take the speaking part of my business more seriously. Yeah. You want to excel in your business in any way, like become a speaker Facts. in that area Facts. and it establishes you as an authority right away. Period. Thank you. I appreciate you having me. Do you want to leave us with any words, how to yeah. find you, yeah. something? So on uh, website website jeremyanderson.org and um Instagram is one Jeremy Anderson. Um, but the last thing I would I will say to your audience is to be always grateful, but never settle. Mm. That's what got me to where I am in my life. You know what I'm saying? I got that thing tattooed right across here. Always grateful, never settle. Like I live my life that way. Like I'm grateful for everything I have, but I'm not going to settle. Not if I can achieve more, not if I can attain more, not if I can experience more, not if I can do more. Mm-hmm. Right. And so always be grateful for what you have, but never settle. Most people don't go to the next level in life because they feel like I've arrived. I'm doing better than my cousins and my mom and them, but it's like, you ain't nowhere near the potential of where God wants you to be. Always grateful, but never settle. I love that so much. Let's not compare ourselves or our results or our success to that of anybody else because who says that that's the bar? Facts. I'm fighting, <laughs> I'm fighting the old me. I'm fighting the 2022 version of me. Yes, yep. yes, yes. Let's get it. All right, you guys, so you know what to do. I want you to comment what was your biggest takeaway from this episode? If you are like, I am fired up. Jeremy's energy is so magnetic that it radiated with me through this lens of wherever I'm watching this episode or wherever I'm hearing it. And you're about to start taking your speaker's career seriously. 
Tell me what you need to work on. What's that one shift that you need to tweak? What's that part of your story for you that you can leverage to create a story? But most importantly, you definitely want to get with Jeremy because he take if you thought it was game here, he literally has an academy that takes you step by step. You've never spoken before to now you are a profitable and paid speaker and you can find him. You'll see the links in the description of wherever you're watching this video. And as always, if you are looking for mentorship, you are an entrepreneur and you're like, I'm fired up. We got to get to work. Actionable CEO. Join my mentorship community, actionableceo.com. I will see you next week. We're out.